0: Here we go. So today's DAF is DAF PEI. Incredible. Right we up to page 80 in the holy Eilig of is getting. We're up to the second Mishnah, about two thirds of the way down of Ayantess Amud Beis, 79B, at the second Mishnah. Right? And we're up to the, the Mishnah Kosav Lashomalchus Shaina Hygenis. Here we go. Says the Mishnah. Kosav l'shem malchus, or Lashum malchus, if he writes inside the get, a date of a malchus, of a government, she'ena ha'igenes, that is not proper. So inside the get, the date that he wrote was a government, an improper government dated get. Okay, it's an interesting expression. Improper government dated get. Yeah, try to say that 10 times fast. So the, uh, we'll see why the Gemara is going to tell us it's referring to Rome, but we'll see why we're referring to it as a Malchus She'ina Or Lishum Malchus Madai. Or he writes it with a date of the Malchus, the kingship of Madai. Or Lishum Malchus Yavon. Or he writes a, a date in it that has to do with the kingdom of Greece. The Binyan Abayas, or he writes a date in the get, how many years it's been since the building of the Beis HaMikdash, or the Khorba Nabayas. The way he dates the get is how many years it's been since the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. What happens, Haya B'Mizrach? Let's say he's in a city towards the east, Vikasa B'Marev, and it's written inside the get, it's as if he was in the west, or the opposite, B'Marev, Vikasa B'Mizrach. The halacha is, Taitse Miza U She is forbidden to remain married. Let's say she had remarried after using this get, and then it comes out, we have this issue, any one of these issues. She's not allowed to stay married to her first husband, and she's not allowed to stay married to the second husband. Okay? Well, the reason for this is, is that it's a puzzle get. So now here's the problem. If it's a puzzle get and she remarried, and, and she married a second guy, guess what? She's not married to the second guy. If you're married, you can't get married. So she married, So she's married to Reuven. They write a defective get in any of these ways, and now she goes and stands under the chuppah with Shimon. Is she truly married to Shimon? No. But she has to leave Shimon because they're considered an adulterer and an adulteress. She can't go back to her first husband because she's considered an adulteress, a woman who willingly had relations, and therefore she's, she, can't remain, uh, she can't remain married to the first guy, she can't stay with the second guy. But now, here's the Chiddush. Ready for the Chiddush? She's going to need to get from the second guy as well. Now, here's the problem. Why does she need to get divorced from the second guy? The first guy, we understand why she's got divorced because she's married for him. Why does she need to get from the second guy? So, we're going to see. It's a, Rashi explains over here it's a Gzeradar It's a rabbinic decree that people aren't going to be aware. See she had moved in as if she was married with the second guy People aren't going to be aware that the whole second relationship was uprooted retroactively Like it never happened It's not even called uprooted retroactively Like it wasn't even effective They're not going to be aware of that So we're going to say And people are going to think you can go out without a So We're going to say Okay, rabbinically get a get from the second guy also Even though you're truly not married to him The emla, like suva, she doesn't receive a suva pay rice and she also doesn't receive um, uh, pay rice this is referring to the obligation of a husband to redeem his wife if she's taken into captivity Vlay and he's not obligated to uh, support her with the Xubalayis literally means ordinary clothing okay what does that mean that clothing that she brought into the marriage that are no, that are uh, don't have the same usage. Usually she could take with her over here. She can't take that with her. She's not going to receive ksuba or any of these things from either the first guy or the second guy. If she takes ksuba from the first guy or takes payments, whatever it is from the second guy, she's going to have to return the money. It's not her money. And the children from either marriage are going to be considered a mamzer. Now the question is like this. The, any children she has from the second guy is going to be a mamzer, I totally get it. Because she was a married woman, and therefore her relationship with the second guy is considered an extramarital affair. She was an ashes-ish. What about the uh, children from the first husband? Okay. So there, what we mean by momzer is that they're not mamish mamzerim. Rashi explains what it means is that if she goes back to the first husband when she wasn't allowed, we're going to consider under those circumstances those children to be, uh, to be illegitimate, and um, yeah, either fellow in her life, is not allowed to be mitami to her, if he's a kohen, if she finds things, they don't get it, if, they don't, if she earns things, they don't get it, they can't remove her vows, if she's a she now has a status of a, of a zaina and she's forbidden to marry a kohen any woman that's ever been with a woman with a fellow that she's forbidden to gains the status of a zaina and she's not permitted to marry a kohen top of today's dav, okay This species is going to take us halfway down Bas Levi Mina Miser, let's say she's the daughter of a levi she's going to be usher from uh, she's going to be usher from eating meiser we're going to see that not everybody agrees with this, but this is going to be the, uh, a specific opinion that, uh, that uh, it's usher to eat. Bas and in she's a Bas she's also from eating Truma because, again, she's considered an adulterous woman from the fact that she married the second guy without a, without a kosher get. That disqualifies her from Truma. Ve'en yarshen Zev yarshen shalzev, suvasa. Nobody inherits her of the emesu, We'll see what the chiddush is because she doesn't get a ksuba, right? So we'll see what what the added chiddush of even the children, the emesu, and if any of these guys die, her original husband or the second guy who she who she uh, lived with, each one's got to do chalitza. Okay, and the first guy we know why you got to do chalitza because of biblical marriage. The second guy is the same reason why we had to get, right? Gzera derabon. All right. Sheina, fine. So that all has to do. Very interesting, we'll call it Risha, first half of the Mishnah. And that is, if a woman ever receives a get, it's written Lishma. it's written for her, but there's something terribly wrong with the text of the get. It's not a kashru ksuba, and these are all the ramifications, the fallout, if she had remarried based upon that ksuba. Okay. What happens if we have other issues in the ksuba? For example... What if we write the wrong name? We write the wrong city. All right. Why is it important? Because there's a lot of Yidden who have the same name. So not only do you need to write the name, you got to write the name of the city. It has all the same halachas of the first part of the Mishnah. Every time we say by Arayas, we say their Tsaras, their co wives are Mutter, Hochua Tsaras Elu if the co wives went and they remarried, Venimtu Elu islandis, and these original Arayas, who we thought were uh, removed, all the Tsaras from Yibum were found to be in Ilanis. So she wasn't capable of having children. The Torah has to go out. And all the ritual halachas apply to the Tsara. Now that's stop and pause. This was a big shift in the Mishnah. This halacha had to do with Yibum. So let's get ready. Here we go. <coughs> back to Yavamas. Just for a moment. Just for a moment. Let's go back to Yavamas. So you have a woman. Who's ushered to somebody else? Why she ushered to somebody else? Because uh, he—he's her brother-in-law. He's her father-in-law. Okay, so we know that there's there's um, situations where when you have co-wives and one co-wife is a is a uh, um, is an erva has a rias to the fellow. And the husband dies childless. So since she's an erva to the father, he can, he can we know he's not allowed to do any yibam. So she doesn't need yibam or chalitza. And this is true not only for her herself, but also for the co-wives that they have. So again, let's give a case. Let's talk outside. You have Rachel and Leah fall in Yibim to Reuven. Reuven is an erva to Rachel. Okay? Reuven's an erva to Rachel. Why? Because Rachel's sister is married to him. Rachel's sister's married to Reuven. Let's call Rachel's sister, what's her name? Hannah. Okay? Rachel's sister is a married to Reuven. Rachel and Leah now fall to Reuven and Ebum. Rachel is an Erva because she, her sister is already the guy's wife. So there's no yibum Achalitza on her. And there's no yibum Achalitza to her tzara. Now let's say it turns out that Rachel was found out to be an islandess. So it wasn't uh, it wasn't a geya. It wasn't possible to do yibum anyway. So then the tzara, the co-wife, wasn't automatically scot-free either from yibum Achalitza. And she's going to have to leave. Both of them called Rachel Meilubah. And anyhow, Allah has to come out with her are going to apply as well. Meaning, any halacha we said earlier in the Mishnah, all the penalties that that uh, we put on these uh, on this woman is going to apply to her as well. Hakaynes What happens if Reuven marries his Yavama, Call her Rachel. Reuven marries Rachel. So now, see, Rachel had a tsara named Leah. They both fell to Yibam. A normal case. Rachel and Leah fall to Yibam to Reuven. Reuven chooses which husband to do Yibam on. He does Yibam on Rachel. What's the halacha of Leah? Nothing. She doesn't need anything anymore. Once the brother does Yibam on one wife, the co-wife doesn't need Yibam or Khalidza. So Reuven does Yibam with Rachel, and the co-wife goes ahead, and she marries somebody else. There's no problem with that. That's what she should do. But here's the problem. It's going to end up, what ends up in this specific case is Rachel, it turns out, who Yibum was done to, turns out she was an islandess. She doesn't have the proper body of a woman who's able to conceive and therefore the whole Yibum was ineffective. And if it comes out afterwards that she's an islandess and the whole Yibum was ineffective, it turns out, get ready, that Leah, who married the second guy, was never permitted to do that. Because the only time the co-wife can go marry whoever she wants is when the first wife had a valid yibum. But if it turns out after the fact that the first wife did not have a valid yibum, because she's, because she's an islandess, so now the second wife's in hot water. So what's her status now? She remarries somebody, and turns out it was a mistake. She wasn't allowed to do it. What's her status? says the Mishnah, <speaking Spanish> She's got to leave both men. Same as the original case and she, uh, and she has uh, again all the halachas that we listed originally in the Mishnah. Alright. Now, final case. Kosav Seifer if the sofer who wrote the get wrote get le ish v'shaifar le ish let's say he wrote the get for the man and the receipt for the woman. Okay. Now, what does this mean? So it means like this. When a couple gets divorced, there's a few things that need to be taken care of. Included, this is not everything, but included in it is the husband has to own the get and then he'll go and give it to his wife. That's one thing that needs to be done. Basic. Another thing that's going to need to be done is after giving the get, he's going to be obligated in a ksuba. After paying the wife the ksuba, the wife gives a receipt to the husband stating that it's paid off. This way, no women can go and demand a ksuba twice. If a woman wants to go and mach shtick, play shtick, and try to collect a ksuba again, the husband will now have a receipt from her stating that it was paid off. So whenever the husband pays the ksuba, the wife gives the receipt. Okay, very sensible. So what happens is, you have a, a sofer, a scribe, who's commissioned to, give the get to to write a get for the husband and the receipt for the woman. And he made a mistake the ish. And by mistake He gave the get to the woman And he gave the shaver To the man And they now handed it To each other What does that mean? Let's say they can't read Hebrew They didn't open it up The husband thinks he's holding on to a get Is he really holding on to a get? No, he's holding on to the receipt the wife is holding the get, she thinks it's a receipt and so what do they do? The husband gives the receipt to the wife thinking it's a get and then the wife gives the get to the husband thinking it's a receipt and it turns out they totally messed up. <speaking in Hebrew> Later on <speaking in Hebrew> comes out the mistake was uh, brought out into the open. <speaking> in <Hebrew> Same problem as uh, all the issues we said before if we found out right away that it was a mistake he says the whole conversation here doesn't even start. the it's certainly not a divorce. Howeverman listen to this listen to this major Hidish. I say it comes out later. We'll see how, how much later later is. The husband gives the get I'm sorry, the husband gives the receipt to the wife. And the wife gives the get to the husband, and we find out later that this is what happened. He says, says Rabbi a get. We're gonna consider it a kosher divorce. Because we're not going to later on trust that the husband who's now claiming that the get was never given is gonna get in the way of her staying married to the uh, to the second husband, okay? Now Rashi here explains like this. Rashi says, the concern over here is, and it's interesting to note when we're concerned about this, the ex-husband, the first husband, we're concerned that if the switch happened later, he was playing games. Meaning, it's possible he really gave her a gut, she really gave him a receipt. If it comes out later on that it was switched, we're concerned the ex-husband went and switched it, or he had time to switch it around to now ruin her second marriage. Whatever it was, somehow he found the get, he found it, he switched it, and now he's coming and claiming he's never divorced. Rabbi Loza says, I have that concern. You know what? Ex-spouses could be very mean in that way. And, and therefore, if it turns out that the mistake is right away, is noticed, all right, it's not a divorce, it was right away. If it happened, la we have to be concerned about the, the ex-husband trying to machshtik. That he, he did this and we're going to assume it's actually a completely valid divorce. It was a kasher get, we don't care. Now Rashi also points out here that this all happened without Edom. It happened without witnesses, right? If witnesses are telling us one had the get, one had the receipt, then we're not gonna we're not gonna you know blame the husband for trying to be shticky over here. If there's no witnesses and the husband's just showing up, he's like, oh yeah, by the way, you know, uh, the the get I was supposed to give my wife, <laughs> I must have given her the receipt because I have the get here. And there's no witnesses to anything. If this happened later. We're gonna say, you know, jump in the lake. We don't care. It's a it's a valid get. Okay, long mishnah. A lot to unpack. A lot, lot, lot to unpack. Let us get going. Says the Gemara, a little bit less than halfway down on Daf pay Amud Allah. We started out by saying if somebody writes a get, and the date inside the get is from a government that is improper, says the Gemara, my malchus shein haygenas. What does it mean? A government that is improper. Malchus sharemim. It's referring to the Romans. Why are they called an improper kingdom? It is. They don't have their own writing and they don't have their own lushan. They also don't have their own uh, they don't have their own language. Okay? Uh, we have a text over here from Robert. What happens if the Bezdin already gave the husband and the wife with over uh, the yeah, so this all happened outside of Bezden. Inside of Bezden, we have Adem. But right, inside of Bezden, we have Adem. For sure. If they took care of this, then finito. We're, like nowadays, Baruch Hashem, we cover our bases with a, lot of, uh, with a lot of what happens in the Mishnah. We don't even have the get. You know, nowadays, we don't give the get to anybody. Bezden doesn't give the get. Well, all they do is after the divorce, they'll write a, uh, they give a notarized document stating the divorce took place. And that's it. On behalf of the Besdin. There's a divorce, and we don't let anybody hold on to the get. Not the man, not the woman, nobody has it. And uh, the reason for that is we don't want anybody coming, uh, ever having access to it later on, and coming in and uh, trying to uh, passel, to ruin the get, to claim, and now generations could be mamzerim. So nowadays, you know, because of Bishnays like this, we, we, uh, we cover our bases. Okay, but uh, the Roman government, does not have their own uh, their own language. They don't have their own uh, alphabet. Hence, they ain't no high Guinness. You know what they are? They they just taken from from everybody else. Amrulullah says, "Why did we say that we should write the malchus, the local kingdom uh, years when it comes to getting? We show them shleim malchus just for the shalom malchus, just for the purpose." Of uh, making it easier for Kalyusol and Golos So Mishum Mamzer says on, one second. One so second. If the only reason why I'm writing the, get, the 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 date of the non-Jewish government is to keep Shalom with them, that they should feel that we think that it's an important date to us as Klal as well. I don't understand. If you write the wrong date, so now all of a sudden it's a puzzle. Get it's not an integral part of the get. Who cares? I just did this so that the the, nation, the, the government should be happy with me. Who cares? Rav says no. In Rav Meir L'Tamei, it is according to the opinion of Rav Meir D'Amar Rav Amunah I'm a Harav. Meir holds. called a Mashanah. At the Beis Gitten. If anybody changes from the approach that the Chum established by Gitten Havlad Mamzer, it is completely bottle. It's a Chumrah that we have by Gitten for it to be, uh, for, for it to be perfect. Okay, back to our Mishnah L'Shemalchus Yavan. If a person writes the uh, the date of the Greek government. Also, it's Apostle Geth Utricha and I need to write both the case of Rome and the case of Greece. If I would have only said the Halacha, when it comes to a kingdom that is improper referring to the Roman government, if that's the only thing that I was concerned about, I would say because at the time of the Gemara, the Roman government still had an element of power but the, they were already obliterated. They are people of the past. Yeah? What is what, what's left of these governments? Coliseums. It's all that's left. Because they were real Malkovasa. They were, they, were very, they were very strong About loyalty To their powers I've all been in a bias But When it comes to um, the, How many years it was since the building of the Bais HaMikdash It is what it is And therefore I would say That maybe it's, it's, it's not a problem They aren't going to be concerned about that And if I would have only written The halacha. Of how you made a mistake in how many years from the building of the base hamikdash, I would say there it's a puzzle. Get the amri kamadkere shavachayu, because the goyim are are uh, very careful about how many years we write when it comes to the building of the Beis hamikdash, because the nations are going to look at our gittin and say, oh, they're writing about the construction of the. You, you wrote how many uh, how many years since the construction of the Beis hamikdash. And the base Amikdash is no longer here, but look, they still, it's like an act of rebellion. They're talking about the Bin Nabayez. the Tzaru, but if we date it from the date, from the, if we date it from the date of the destruction of the Beis Amikdash, the governments aren't going to be upset with us for using that, so it should be a valid get. Tzricha, and therefore, got to teach us there as well, that the Chavim say, even if you have the date correct, from the building of the Beis Amikdash from the destruction of the Beis Amikdash, since the non-Jewish governments will be upset by us using that, it's going to invalidate the get. And again, like we said before, if you change at all from the way the Chum established Gittin, that's going to passle up the get. Okay. Two dots. We said, he's in the east and he wrote as if he was in the west. Man, What are we talking about? If, the hus- if we're talking about where the husband's in the east and he wrote about the get in the west, it's the same thing as writing the name of the wrong city or the wrong person. So why do you got to mention east and west? We already said, if you're in this city, and that city, bah, invalid get. Why is east and west different? Allah oh, rather has got to be the cipher. The cipher wrote the wrong place where he was where he wrote it. When you're in Shile, you should write in the document, this get is written in Shile even though the case was brought in the case of, in the place of Hini. And if you're sitting in Hini, even though the, the proceedings took place in, in Shiv. Okay, so maybe we're referring to where the cipher... Wrote the wrong location where the get was being written. Rav Yehuda says, "Name Meshmul, top of Amud Beis, Zudivrei Reb Meir." You should know our Mishnah is the opinion of Reb Meir of Acham. the Chum. I feel like us of the shame Santir Shabaiir. Even if he wrote the the date of the shame Santir, we're going to call it the Rashi says, "Mefarshu b'avasra." Uh, second line in Rashi. They're called surveyors, I think, right, those who are, not survey the, the surveyors are the ones who, who survey, you know, exactly who owns which piece of land, but it's referring to the government office that has exact, uh, exact locations and descriptions of uh, ownership of, of the land. So I feel like Kesveh l'Shem Santeshavir a reason for Goreshes. That's enough to make it a a divorce. Hay yeah. Gita, there was a get. The Habik Siva l'Shem Asterando She Bashker. It was written according to how many years this governmental office had been in place in the city of Bashker. Shalchir of Nachem Baruch the Rabbah or Rachman Yitzchak <speaking> sent in front of the Rabbah. What halach is it a kosher get? Shalachle. But I feel the mayor, my dear mayor, would agree that it's a kosher get. My time may I because that office has to do with the local government, and the local government's fine with that, and therefore, this is this is not you know where the rabbanim make you can't use that type of date. U'maishna uh, masanter shabir says the gemara, but Rav Meir holds that the masanter cannot be written. So I don't understand how's the astandra uh, Shababashkar I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Istandra back up We said that if you write according to the governmental office of, of land That oversees the land That is not a valid get This get was written according to the years That the local mayor was in place We said if it's local mayor, that's fine Because that's a government official And they're fine with us doing that It'll be a valid get it Says Gamara, why by a local government official Is it going to be a Kusher get but if you write it according to how many years a specific office or uh, has been in place over the land, right, that it's not a kashagat, what's the difference? The Gemara says, Hasam zilu humilsa. Yeah, because if you're writing about a specific government office, that zilu humilsa, it's not a kashva thing about the government. Haqa shavichalu milsa. If you write it according to the local uh, mayor, that is a shvach, that's, we're kind of praising the local governments uh, by using his name, and hence they're fine with that, and the chamim, Say that is going to be a valid get. Amar of Abba, Amravun, Amarav. Zudu, The halachas of our Mishnah follow this singular opinion of our Meir. Vacham, Avlad, Kasher, Vacham, say that it is a valid get. Okay? Which means, Avlad, Kasher, really means the child's kosher. Why would the child be kosher? Because we're going to say that technically it was a kosher get. So we're not going to make the kid a mamzer the a mayor yeah if he makes the mistakes of the city and the names of the people, then the kids the whole thing's void. But if you just make a mistake on the date of the local government, it's it's not good, but if she remarries based upon that get, the kid's not a mom's. Um, Ravashi. Ravashi says, Ravashi saysA. We also learned in the Mishnah. He changes the name of him, her, the name of the city. say that's the Put the whole Mishnah together. Why are we breaking up into a bunch of different categories of Mishnah? It's got to be the Fine. So Rob's actually correct. Beautiful. Two dots. Back to the Mishnah, we said anytime the arayas, is when it comes to Hilchas, Yibam, we said their Tzara, their co-wife is permitted to remarry without even Yibam Rechalitza but what happens afterwards, it turns out the one who Yibam Rechalitza was done to was an islandist, so the whole thing was null and void, so now the Tzara has a problem and we said all the Halachas that we said in the first part of Apostle get is going to, the same halacha is going to apply to this woman who's a Tzara and remarried mistakenly thinking she's fine says the Gemara Nisu in. If the tzara, the co wife, went to a second guy and had nisu in with him, then all the halachas of our Mishnah apply. Zinu light. But let's say the tzara went and was mizana with somebody else. She had relations out of wedlock. So then she doesn't become usher to the yava. Let's say this isn't. Uh, an upshlug on Ravu na Shemeres Yavam If you have a woman who's waiting for Yibam, like this co-wife, she's really waiting for Yibam unknowingly, because she's she she thought that her co-wife had Yibam. Turns out, it was a mistake. Yeah, so she wanted was Mizana thinking that she's she's not a Yavam. Turns Turns out she is Yavam. So she's a Shemeres Yavam What's Allah of that woman? Asurily yavama She becomes Asur to her yavam, and therefore he's going to have to do chalitza. Says the Gemara. lie. it's not a re- dispute on Rav Hamnuna because nisu vhuadin lazinu. Maybe it means nisu, and the same thing would be true by znos. nisu mal yunakat. It means that she had relations viga And some say nisu vhuadin lazinu. The same Allah applies in both cases. Hamnuna, which would be a proof to Rav Hamnuna. Shemarz yavam shazinza yavam if she shemes yavam, d'amar if am nuna Shmeras yavam she's zins asul yavam nisu dafka says gemara loy. I'm sorry, says gemara loy. No, it's not a proof. You know why nisu dafka? Maybe means that Shimamish hadn't with somebody else, and that's what she becomes forbidden. Yeah, because the reason that a yavama who uh, marries somebody else is the same thing that uh, we're going to take on the same status as. Let's say you have a woman whose husband goes overseas. And somebody comes back and tells her that her husband died. So the halacha is you can rely on one aid and remarry. You can rely on one aid, a single witness, and, uh, and, and remarry. Now she, re- she marries a second guy. And it turns out that her husband comes walking through the door. Turns out he was never dead. Um, so the halacha is that even though Midai Raisa, biblically, she can go back to the first husband. Because it's like, it's an eyness. The whole thing is a mistake. The Chum said she's not allowed to go back to her first husband because people are going to say, oh, look, she remarried, and a woman who remarries still can go back to her, her uh, original husband. So I would say that the same Gezerah applies here to a woman who thought that she's a co-wife. She thought she's allowed to marry somebody else. She didn't realize she's a Yavama. And then it turns out to be a mistake. I would say maybe make the same Gezerah. Okay. Two dots. kindness says Yavimtaim. A person marries his Yavama, and again, it turns out that she's an islandess. Tricha, I need both cases of the Mishnah. The Ashmi and Bacha. we we only given the case of the Tzara who remarried by mistake. Mishnah vlayekayim mitzvah sibum. We'll say because the Maisa mitzvah sibum was never happened, was never mekayim. Avolhacha. But in the case where she remarried, assuming that yibum had been performed. I would say that we're not going there, but not going to make a gzera, her, make a decree forbidding her, be Yashmin And if you're only given the case where she remarries, assuming even had been done the mitzvah, had been done, I would say because here, she's the one who was Ramya Let it means she fell to her husband. Okay? What does that mean? Her husband dies. We know for sure that she's connected to the Yavam. So since she knows for sure she's got to the of him, she should have been more careful, ass- uh, uh, ascertaining that she's released from him. I would say there's no there's no knas. we don't penalize her. the Mishnah has to give us both cases. Okay, here we go. Seven lines from the bottom of today's daf. payment base. Let's go. Let's wrap this up. Kosav HaSyfer, let's say the scribe writes, and he swaps and he gives the receipt to the man and they get to the woman. He say if it happens right away, then we got an issue. If it doesn't happen right away, then later on, we're going to say it's a valid get. Because we're saying the husband played shtick. Okay. Says the Gemara, what does it mean? It came to light immediately. It was right away that the husband gave the receipt and she gave the get. The What's considered later on? If they're sitting together and while they're handing it to each other in the same setting, it comes out the mistake, that's right away. Once they get up and the conversation is over, that's considered later. And any husband who shows up with the receipt I'm sorry. With the get, it says, look, I really. She gave me the get. She's not divorced. You said, get out of here. You figured out how to get it back from her. Rather, by Rav Ammar, is la altar. La doesn't mean the same setting. La altar means she didn't yet remarry the second guy. If she didn't yet remarry, and it comes, the mistake comes to light. It's not available yet. If she already remarried, and the mistake comes to light. Then we say, yeah, the second husband, the, the first original husband is trying to play. If she remarries. If she remarried, that's called later. We looked at Mishnah. It's not in the power of the ex-husband to remove the rights of the second husband. According to the bar that's why it says second husband. Why? Because what does it mean? She went and married somebody else. So I understand why there's a second husband involved. But according to the first opinion, that what does it mean? La It means in the same setting. She never remarried, though. So what do we mean, my sheni? What does it mean? Oh, the first guy can't remove the second guy's rights. There's no second guy here. She never remarried. The Gemara says, you're right. It doesn't mean literally a second guy, top of tomorrow's Dav. It means the first guy has no rights for, to remove the rights of somebody else, of a second guy to potentially marry her. So says Shmuel, the way to read the Mishnah is like this. The cipher gave the receipt to the husband, gave the get to the wife. They're sitting together and they hand it off. They get up, they say goodbye, they walk to their cars. Ten minutes later, the husband says, um, excuse me, I have the get. You didn't give me the receipt, you gave me the get, which means we're not divorced. Shmuel says, we don't listen to the husband. He's, he's playing with her. He figured out, slide the hand, whatever. He figured out a way to drive her crazy. And he has no right now, later, outside of the original setting, to remove the rights of a second guy to go ahead and marry her. Do we know who the second guy is? Did she be yet? No. But this Risha... In has no place to remove the rights of a shady, of a second person from going ahead and marrying. That's how Shmuel is going to understand the words of the Mishnah. We'll hold it here for today. Have a wonderful and beautiful Shabbos, everybody. We'll pick up with Daj at 9.45 p.m. Agitin Shabbos.